We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. The Bart Winkler Show. Evan Heffelfinger is here. Evan Heffelberger. What's up? I am so happy to be here. I miss you. I miss you, boys. It's been a while. Why are you talking to me like you're my aunt? <laughs> oh, Sonny. I've oh, just come over here for a smooch. I miss you. Paul Immig is back. Hello. What's up? Unlike Evan, I don't I'm not rocking a new hairstyle. <laughs> oh, I but I, I do have a new nickname for you. For who? You. What is it? Well, so when I told my wife who I was recording with today, I said, Evan, and I call you Paul Patrol. Oh, I like it. <laughs> That's great. I like uh, it a lot. I'm, I'm taking that permanently. Yeah, Paul Patrol is what I call you. Paul Patrol! Go, 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 go. Yeah, watched right, two of those this morning. Fellow parents out there. Evan's like, what is this song? Oh, oh. I, I am well aware of Paw Patrol. Yeah, Evan's wow. still in the target demographic for Paw yeah. Patrol. Wait, how or why are you familiar with Paw Patrol as a non-married, non-child man? I have a couple of younger cousins that I've watched okay. it with. Okay. Do you have a favorite, Evan? Um, You seem like a rubble. Yeah, yeah he does. I don't want to get political on the show, so we'll we'll just move past it. Oh, you want to defund Paw Patrol? <laughs> Um, I like them all. All right. I do have an announcement. Oh, wow. To start. And, you know, when I first started uh, this new endeavor, I was like, well, how long am I really going to do this? I am retiring Mm -hmm. from DoorDash. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do that anymore. How many trips did you get in? Last I heard you were at four. Did you ever eclipse four? Yeah, I did six total trips. I There's an addicting quality to it. Like when you're in the car and you're waiting for the, like the phone tells you, all right, here's your next order. And most times you can see where you're going, which is good. I just, I, I, I just, two things. I'm almost 40. I can't be running around these streets. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, I know too many people here. Did you have a, a listener who you door no, You know what? I, I think that would be great. I think if I showed up 
and like they listened to the podcast and they knew I was doing it. That's fun. But I know too many people like outside of radio. Like I don't want to run into somebody from college or a different job or. Yeah. And it shouldn't be embarrassing. It's it's not. I don't think it's an embarrassing job. It's just. I guess I would be embarrassed. Well, I think I, it's I, like I, you want to you want to control where and when and how you interact with certain people. That's those are I mean, maybe I'm projecting my own anxieties onto you, but that's how I feel. It's like I like the concept in this setting drop. at this time. Yeah. Yeah, the first drop-off I did, the guy says, leave it at my porch. I was like, if this is what it is. But then the next couple of ones, I'm walking into a school. I'm yeah. walking into a bank. Yeah. How, how many, doing. how many, do you make 50 bucks total in your six trips? What was your, what was your takeaway? I made $37. Including tips from those who tip? Yeah. The most annoying thing is doing that on your taxes. Because you have to claim that you were un or, uh, self-employed for those thirty-seven dollars. No, uh, I don't. Oh, my understanding is it's a six hundred dollar threshold. Oh, so I don't have to. So I was. So first, then I was going to DoorDash until I got to like five eighty. <laughs> you can do five hundred and forty-three more dollars of dashes if you want until you're at that threshold. Then DoorDash sent me a text the other day, like. Hey, great first week. We put another $8 in your account. Mm. But then they didn't. So do I call? Who do you, who's your boss? Uh, me. I'm an independent contractor. Well, who, who congratulated you and, and supposedly gave you $8, though? Someone had to have taken that step. I got it from like a short code text, and I responded back, hey, I didn't get this yet. And then I got a text from another number that said, don't text that number, email this link. <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting out at the right time. So, but I'm telling you, there's an addicted quality to it. It's fun to walk into places and just grab food and leave. I got to I got to go to a few more places I've never been to and like, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll order from there. In the you didn't keep one of the orders just for as like one last hurrah? No, because that's happened to me fair yeah all right so i'm retired from doordash that's a big announcement i for the listeners bart told us he had an announcement at the start of the show did not tell evan or i what it was going mm -hmm. to be and so i was i was on the edge of my stool i'd say seat but i'm sitting on a on did you a think stool. i was shutting the pod down already well i was like what kind of crazy program director just hired you out of podcastville and brought you back and none apparently Oh, God, no. And uh, the podcast has at least another week and a half before I. Hey, well, hey, number 32 on Spotify, Mina Kimes. Meet number 30 on Spotify, Bart Winkler. Yeah, last time I checked, I was off the top 50. <laughs> let's, just, let's just freeze the moment in time where you were 30th. I got up to 25. I made the AP top 25. Did you really? Nice. Yeah. And then what happened? You brought on Rami and everything went downhill? Or was it Wicked? Whose fault was it that you dipped? Oh, uh, I, I got to blame Wicket. Yeah. Yep. I got to mm -hmm. blame Wicket. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Paul Imig, Evan Heffelfinger. You know why we're here. It's this week's redi- rendition. Audition? <laughs> rendition. I combined the two. Yeah. <laughs> no editing. This is a no editing podcast. And you can swear, Evan, but don't do it just to be cool. Well, what what's the point then? Exactly. There are dads in the car I saw between your exchange with Horvat Bart that are listening with youngins on their road trips. So we don't want to unnecessarily make them uncomfortable in their car rides. Is that fair, Bart? Do you know that I have stats about every download that occurs? Like not who's doing it, but when it is, where it's from city wise. Hmm. So obviously, uh, the rest of the state has no idea who I am. So spread spread to your friends in like Green Bay and Madison. Mm-hmm. And then I publish these at 5 a.m. And a lot of downloads happen in the 5 a.m. hour. So Wow. Nice. Yeah, I think people are up and, and ready to go. You would have once competed with the Bart Winkler pregame show with Ryan Horvath at 5 a.m. That was a yeah. that's a premier spot. Yeah, I that was a, still a great show. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. He never was able to settle in because he always had to answer the phones and then <laughs> play cuts to answer the phones. And then he'd get in trouble for the cut he played. And he's just like, I'm trying to just answer a phone here. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, Paul Emig. Hey, was this the original trio? No, no. Was it Horvat? Evan did uh, some Evan did some of our initial like trivia games with us. Yeah, it was Horvat. I kind of came in a little bit later. Did he? Well, okay. no, I think mm-hmm, was after Horvat because we did trivia with him. We did, but did we pivot? Was it? Did we leave trivia and go to this because Horvat left and we didn't know? Yeah, I think this was a Toby endeavor. Okay, all right, cool. All right, and I do want to say this is great. This made me feel like I was still working. I'm already getting people saying you're not talking enough bucks. <laughs> well, I have good news for those listeners. We have some Bucks topics in our mm-hmm or mm-hmm, yes. but we're going to start with Packers, if that's okay. All right, we'll start with Packers. All right. I'm going to ask you the one that I'm most intrigued by because I don't know what the answer to this is. The Packers team MVP through three games. Let me just repeat that before I give you the name I'm going to suggest. Hold the on. Packers- let, me, let me think of one in the top of my head. Let me think of one. 
don't say it, but just start pondering. Okay. okay I've Listener, I want you to do the same thing in your cars and on your headphones and your kitchen as you do chores. That's how I listen. The Packers team MVP through three games has been Kenny Clark. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Bart Winkler. I'm going to say mm-mm. Okay. Uh, I think the first name that came to my head was Rashawn Gary. Okay. Gary's had a sack every week. The next name that came to my head was Pat O'Donnell. <laughs> but you wouldn't uh... – Okay. All right. Well, Jair got hurt. It can't be him. Aaron can't Jones had a bad game. It can't be him. Yep. Uh, I don't want to give it to Rodgers. No, it shouldn't be Rodgers. Even even if, like, all things aside, it shouldn't be Rodgers. Is He's there an offensive him. lineman that deserves it? I don't think so. No. No. Um, Josh Neinman. Josh Neinman. Like, I mean, do we throw Romeo Dubs' name in consideration? One, like, Toby mentioned last week, through two games, Romeo Dobbs led the team in targets with eight, not a ton of targets. And then he had, what, eight catches in week three. You know, I would if Aaron Jones hadn't fumbled at the goal line, I think my answer was Aaron Jones. I think that fumble yeah. I think that fumble changes it from being Aaron Jones. I think that's just too big of a game-changing mistake. So you're going to go with Rashawn Gary because he had How a many sack. field goals have we kicked so far? Well, none against tampa uh not against minnesota we only had a touchdown right we only had seven so then how many in the chicago game i don't even know but it's not a special teams you know maybe it's the long snapper because they haven't botched the operation yet has crosby kicked a field goal yet did they get what it would have had to have been in chicago or against chicago right yeah i don't there was one i don't remember the scores of these games because i don't have a thing in front of me like i'm at a bar I know 14 to 12 against Tampa. That's the only one I know off the top of my head. Okay. He had two field goals against the bears. There you go. Okay. He did have two field goals, a 40 yarder. And then one like in the 20. So Is the yeah, but none against team? Minnesota, not against uh, Tampa. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. stick with Rashawn Gary. Kenny Clark's a good one, okay. but yeah, um, I'm going to stick with Rashawn Gary. All right, well, Heffelfinger, don't let anything we just debated or discussed influence what you were going to say. I hope you had one ready. So I'll just repeat it, though. Packers team MVP through three games has been Kenny Clark? Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm? I'm going to go with mm-mm. The first name that I thought of, too, was Rashawn Gary. Okay. Because he is, I mean, like Bart said, he's been everywhere. He has a sack every game. I feel like that's one of the only defenders that I've actually heard their name called a couple of times. But – I hate to do it, but I think I might have to go Pat O'Donnell because I'm not. You really ter- are doing that? You, you're for real I going am, Pat O'Donnell? I am because I'm not terrified when we punt the ball anymore because he's flipping the field. He's getting the ball inside the 20. I, I just it's it's a nice change of pace to actually have a good special teams unit for once. So are you sure, though, then the answer isn't all joking aside the long snapper and or Rich Basaccia because – yeah. It's not just the punts; it's like the operation of the punts. Yeah, but I, I, but I can't say because I'm not giving an MVP to a coach. I, I get it. I mean, I'm, what about can you give it to a long snapper? Or is that just absurd? I don't think it's absurd, especially considering the problems of the last couple of years. But I, I'll give it to Pat O'Donnell, okay. or O'Connell, or whatever. Who yeah, cares? O'Donnell. I'll just read the yeah. box score. So, so I, if you're giving the MVP to a punter, that means we suck. Yes, so it's, it's three it's games, we suck. right? 
it's it's strange. Like even like even if it is Rashawn Gary, and I'm gonna go through some pro football focused stats in a minute and tell you why I went with Kenny Clark, but you start to go down through some of this either like the the, the raw stats or the advanced stats. There's not like the guy or even like guys so far this year who have been consistently good through three games. So here's what I want to tell you about Kenny Clark. And I am going to say mm-hmm to Kenny Clark. I don't always, you know, frame it in a way that I'm going to agree with it, but uh, I wasn't convinced in any other direction, which sometimes I am. I'm open-minded to changing my mind about it. Pro football focus does a good job. I think in doing two things that are hard for the average football viewer to, to understand or watch offensive line play and defensive line play. It's, yeah. it's unless you're going to rewatch the game on several occasions, it's hard to truly appreciate. Heffelfinger talked about, you know, the only name he's heard consistently. Defensive linemen or offensive linemen are typically only mentioned when they don't do well. Kenny Clark on Pro Football Focus was the defense's number one player in week three. He was like 0.2 away from being the top defensive player in week two and was like 0.8 points away from being the top defensive player in week one. He's either been first, second, or third of a top defensive performer on all three weeks. Even Rashawn Gary, who is a totally valid choice, was like number five this past sun this past Sunday, for example. And he was number four, I think, the week before. And there was one game where he wasn't even top five. So so here's like some Kenny Clark stuff that's hard to appreciate. Here's the game in Tampa. Kenny Clark created three pressures and had three stops during another disruptive performance. Kind of mm-hmm. hard to appreciate defensive line play, but yeah, it's it's been and I a, think he was held on uh every play touchdown. Yeah. Every play. But yeah, and the and the touchdown. So it's a it's a t- it's a weird one. Uh, I'm curious what others listening will have said or what they thought, or if they were convinced in a certain direction. Um, okay. Fun- yeah, go ahead. I'll just, I'll throw a tweet out there. Do it. Do it. I'll say Packers team MVP through three who games. has been the Packers team MVP through the first three games. And then I'll read some of the answers uh, live. So I'm getting these answers on Tuesday, and I'll read them live on Wednesday. Wow. Future-facing content. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Here's, a, here's one that's really hard to do through three games, but I think it's worth the debate. You only get to keep two Packers rookies. The others are all released into free agency. Okay? You get, you get two. Two rookies? Rookies. You get two Packers rookies, the rest are free agents. And this is only three games into their careers. In some cases, not even because they've been hurt or haven't played yet or whatever the case would be. You get to keep two, and the two you are keeping are Quay Walker and Romeo Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's a no with a not a head shake. That was a no. At first, I thought you were going in the affirmative, and then you I got was tricking you. Ah, I was tricked. Yeah, just like how I tricked you before. I'm not retiring from DoorDash. In fact, I'm doing it more than ever. In fact, I'm DoorDashing right now. <laughs> well, thanks hard. for the tip, Steve. He's lying. Hmm. Just so everyone knows, he's lying. I would keep. Uh, I would keep Walker and Wyatt. Really? Ooh. 
I didn't even – I don't want to say I didn't consider wide because it's so – it's so how, how many snaps has he played? 12 total? 15? It's not a lot. I've not well, seen to me, this is like with – you wouldn't keep Rashawn Gary if you asked this question after week three of his first year, but the whole plan on him was to get him in here and have a year and then let him finally explode. And so I think that they're doing a similar thing with Wyatt. And I – you know, it's a Georgia defender. I'm not letting those guys go. Yeah. Yeah, it, but Dubs has been great. Dubs has been great. It's just that you would hope that, I mean, you would hope that you could find a receiver. So I think I think what you're giving though is is the pragmatic answer is like you're keeping the first two picks. It's only been yeah. three games. If you trust your evaluation, your evaluation shouldn't change. So then I think what what's interesting is, do you keep Dubs then over Watson? That's I almost I was like I. Like I, I frame the topics in my phone notepad, and then I'm, I'm kind of like debating between names, and I had to, I pivoted kind of at the last second from saying Quay Walker and Christian Watson, and then I'm like, well, wait a second, well Dobbs just had this great game, maybe I can get Bart to buy into this eight catch performance. You didn't, um, but well, yeah, I, I, mean, I am, but I'm I'm you know not to the point of keeping him over Wyatt if you had to make this hypothetical. But if you want to talk about keeping him over Watson, like I don't. I want to be pragmatic about that too, but I mean, I don't know. I, we haven't seen Watson be used yet. We yeah. saw one deep pass. Then we saw them jet sweep him, and then he got hurt. Yeah. And, but with dubs there, there's an element to what he's bringing that I think the Packers sorely need. He's yeah. the, so we've always thought of receivers as like route runners, Devonte catch. Yeah. Or, slant guys we need a slant we need a slot guy right but a lot of these teams now uh, i mean look at the two guys in miami waddle and hill they do a lot of their like a lot of those yards from two of the other week and he's he had a great week the other week he's had a great start of the season but a lot of those yards from hill and waddle are like catch and then run for 20 yeah and dubs gives you that kind of guy and i don't know that we've had really that kind of guy in a while it's always rogers pitch and catch you throw uh, you know i'll this guy, you can just give him the ball, and then he can find some some way in space. I think that's a something that they have an eye on this team. So we'll see what Watson does. I mean, I think I worry that Watson's just going to be like an MVS clone where you use him as a burner, and then uh, that's pretty much it. I, I would, would, like, I would be, like to see him in different roles. I would say that would be a really disappointing outcome for the 34. But if he's a bust and then Dobbs is good – does it make it a success? I mean, yeah, probably I mean, not because you could have had who else was there at 32 Pickens or 34. Well, Pickens was there and we're going to get there in a minute uh, about, I have a, I have a Pickens related topic. So, okay, Bart, if you could keep three, you're keeping Quay Walker, Devonte Wyatt and. Zach Tom. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's totally a crazy thought. Despite I don't know. The receiver thing. Laugh. Well, with the receivers, I just feel like I just feel like with the receivers, you can replace receivers. We've been saying that for four years, though. Like we replaced Devante. We did. Mm. I don't know. We're two and one. He's on three. I guess. But I, I don't know. I th- I feel like, like look at look at Tampa's receivers. They had Russell Gage, Brett Perriman, Cole Beasley. I mean, there's a million of those guys. Your boy, Scotty Miller. 
Yeah, there's a million of those guys floating around. We've we've had these receivers for three for three weeks. I, I'd much rather think that you can find a receiver better than you can find those other guys. Okay, so so your third choice to keep and the rest of free agents is your you're, you're sticking with Zach Tom. Man, I don't know. Despite him having two first names, Ooh. which is a red flag. Big red flag. Like you, Paul Imig. My best friend growing up was Imig Stevenson. I know. I remember. I remember him. He was a good guy. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm, until you tell me otherwise, I'm going to assume your real answer is that. He actually, time. did I ever tell you the story about Imig Stevenson? No. Is he Deshaun's brother? No. He, he ran away from home. Oh, no. And was in the Soul Asylum runaway train video. <laughs> wow. And that video relocated him. It was incredible. What a Is story. he never coming back? Then he ran away again, and we can't find him. Oh, God, that's a dark ending. Yeah. Evan Heffelfinger, you get to keep only Oh, my God, I just got a DoorDash. Guess where I'm going? Imig Stevenson's house. (laughs) We found him. Somehow he's listening live on StreamYard a day before it's even a live podcast. (laughs) Heffelfinger, you get to keep two Packers rookies. The rest are cut and are instantly free agents, and you are keeping Quay Walker and Romeo Dobbs. Mm Mm-hmm or mm mm-hmm. I'm going to say mm-hmm. Now, maybe it is recency bias because Dobbs did just have an incredible game. And I, I've seen Quay Walker out there playing, which is kind of what you want from a, a higher pick. I just, I feel like I've, what is the criteria? Is it for right now? Is it for in the future, like what Bart did? I think that's a good strategy. You pick some prospects that should be getting better, like Rashawn Gary has. Or do you go for someone who can help your team right now, especially with Aaron Rodgers being probably in the last year of his career? Do you go for impact players like Quay Walker and Romeo Dobbs? And I feel like I would lead more towards the people that can help right now. I feel the window is right now to win a Super Bowl, even though there may be hope in Jordan Love and this defense moving forward. But I I think I want to go for it right now, and that includes Dobbs and Walker. Well, maybe the opposite of recency bias. Quay Walker was awesome in week two, right? Mm -hmm. He was pretty stinky in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, the eye test said that, and then pro football focus rated him as the Packers' worst defensive player. He's a week three rookie playing like every snap. So there's, I'm not, it's not like a judgmental take. Like he's, Against a running back that has the same body type as him. It's it's is it like wild watching that type of inside linebacker in a Packers uniform? Mm-hmm. It doesn't really like it's like I have we ever has that ever been the case? Like a Packers inside that looks like that with that body type. It's especially no, like Quay's another- the guy they've needed for 15 years that they pretended like they didn't. Yeah. Right. They did definitely depend they did. Uh so I'm gonna say mm-mm, no, mm-mm, to my own question. I'm intrigued that that Halfelfinger is uh, buying the Dobbs stock to the point that he would keep him over Wyatt, over Watson, over Zach Tom, Um, which by the way, like I think in two years, we're going to be like, I don't know if Zach Tom is going to be Elton Jenkins, but he's going to be a very, very highly regarded guy. So it's not, I I say that mockingly, but it was like, I I'm being sincere. Like he's really, really good. I am going to go with Quay Walker and with Christian Watson. I think I have to, you have to, believe that again we're talking about body types that the skill set and body type that christian watson has is similarly like quay walker it's just something that they haven't had a lot of um 
can he catch a wide open? But you know what though? Like CD lamb, Monday night football, who had one of the great catches like George Pickens had that incredible touchdown catch on that fade route earlier in the game, dropped a wide open deep ball with like no one within five yards of him. But guess what? Cooper rush, unlike Aaron Rodgers, actually went back to CD lamb. So the point is like when you get these, these freak body types, these freak athletes, which I think Watson should qualify as I'm going to stick with it. And I don't know what, I don't know what to do with Devontae Wyatt. I don't know. It's been three games. I don't, I'm not, you don't give up on a guy after three games where he hasn't played because there's such talent in front of him, but I think I'd have to stick with Watson there. All right, I got I some to... responses for the MVP. Oh yeah. I'd love to hear it. All right. So I said, who has been the Packers team MVP through the first three games? Chuck says hallucinogenins. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Spark guy says the fans. No. <sighs> Jay Radcliffe says jumbotron operator in Tampa. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's a decent. So what, I don't, what happened? Rogers saw the play and then. They replayed it, it and he saw what they wanted the, to do. It was the formation from what I heard. That's that's the only thing I would have assumed. It was a formation thing. And then he saw something on film from his studying and yeah. You know how I love Rogers from the <clears throat> opening kick to the end of the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then it, for some reason it goes away after this immediately. Game. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there watching him say this and I'm pissed that he's like taking credit for something the defense did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm looking. I just saw your tweet now. I saw some. Someone did vote for Quay. Someone did vote for Kenny Clark, and then two votes for Rashawn Gary. Well, someone said uh, Kenny Clark and kind of easily. Oh, I didn't see that answer yet. These are quote tweets now. Oh, quote tweets. Yep. Uh, see, Kino, uh, okay. Gray, notorious Gray twenty seven. The Chicago I, fan. He says the refs. Oh boy. Um, Start Marjan. Marjan says uh, number seven, which is Quay Walker. Yeah, but Bart, we're not. You're not a number jersey number guy. That that annoys you. I know that. I do like that Quay wears number seven because my brother and I went as Don Mikowski for Halloween when we were kids. What's Halloween? Don't do that to me. (laughs) Who are the Who are the Falcons? I changed that one. Who are the Jaguars? (laughs) That one I can't change. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm curious to see what other MVP questions come in. We we can do this one relatively quickly because I do want to do Bucks. I do want to do a quick on the Brewers, Bart's favorite team. In the, in I got to do something real quick, also. Another another announcement. Uh, no, but just because you got, uh, I'm ordering uh, subs. What do you want, Paul? I'm a pretty basic turkey and cheese guy. Okay, I'm gonna get a ham and cheese. All right, I'm gonna order subs for the show. You're gonna have a DoorDash to my house or what? Well, that's Evan, a, you can just watch us eat. Yeah, that's a deep cut. That that hurts. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to preface this topic by saying, so I was sitting with Leroy Butler, Gary Ellerson at a sports bar um, five years ago, five and a half, six years ago, when the Packers selected Kevin King over Leroy's guy, Dalvin Cook, and over Gary's guy, TJ Watt. And I think, like, again, I – defer a lot of you know to, to people like you know former football players in one case a hall of famer and um they were just both like yeah like they didn't say it on the air if i recall correctly but like as soon as the mics went off they're like what are they doing right that yeah. that bared out to be true passing on your boy george pickens is going to have a very similar quality in five years 
as what we now think of as taking Kevin King over Watt and Cook. So let me just rephrase it again. Passing on George Pickens in five years is going to feel a lot like what taking Kevin King over Watt and Cook feels like now. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. That's an mm-hmm for me. It'll feel more like taking uh, Jordan Love instead of T. Higgins or something like that. Okay, sure. That's another play pool. Yeah. We don't, again, it's hard. We don't know Jordan Love yet. Like, we don't really know. Yeah. Uh, but he's not T. Higgins. T. Higgins is really good. But even if Jordan Love becomes a great quarterback, they could have used T. Higgins. In the, that's why I still think the pick was bad for when it sure. happened. Yeah. And Jordan Love, I'm rooting for him, and he can still be good, but they didn't need that. And they were on Super Bowl's doorstep and could have used another guy. Uh, I think that the TJ Watt, Kevin King thing is going to be talked about forever as it, as it should, but it's going to be something that, you know, how, when we're, when we're Brewers fans, uh, 40 years from now, we're going to be talking about, and then they traded Josh Hader and it all went to hell. And we're going to do the same thing with, uh, with that, or like the Ray Allen trade. That's one that actually the Ray Allen, Gary Payton trade Bucks fans are still scratching their heads on that. And they should be. It's going to be like that. It's going to be like, well, what? he was right. That, like you, you see this Hall of Fame career that he's putting together. Yeah. Uh, even though I think T.J. Watt, it sucks. I mean, he's <laughs> not a, good a fan player. of the guy, but yeah. But the I think, he's a, I think he's a dirty player. But he's very good, good. and you would he's very love, good. You would love to have him on the Packers instead of Kevin King, who's not in the league, right? He's not in the league right now. No. I also wouldn't like to have Watt on the Packers because of. I don't want Packer fans would be like too much into it. Well, maybe there'd be a more easy choice for who the team MVP would have been though. I mean, torn pack like TJ Watt selling the appropriate amount of jerseys for Pittsburgh fans, which is a lot, but Packer fans, it would have been annoying. Yeah. Oh, I just, as you you wear your Badgers football shirt on video here, (laughs) I am wearing a Badger football shirt. Uh, It's one of the, the three shirts that I've been wearing on these podcasts because it's one of the three shirts that I fit in. Is it? Is it because you're so excited about Saturday night's performance from the Badgers? Yeah, I was really pissed that they punted. Yeah, uh, fourth, fourth and one down I'm getting, by I'm, I'm really, points. And I tweeted this too. <clears throat> I, I was, I, my whole life, I get instilled into me. Football coaches are so smart, so manly. They know everything. Football, if you're a football coach, you've got more football in your little pinky than you will ever know. You've forgotten more football than you will ever learn. Yet I watch these games; these are like the dumbest people on earth. Well, what did what did Nathaniel Hackett do about that? He hired a guy to help watch the clock. Isn't that? Well, I mean, is is that a first? And then they still made a bunch of mistakes in week three. The new head coach hired some dude to sit up in the box and be like his special game managing consultant or whatever title they gave that guy. Has that ever happened? You know what? I honestly, I'm going to give props to Hackett for recognizing like, hey, I suck at this. Like this part of my job, I'm, I don't I don't know how to do it. I'll, I'm actually going to give a guy credit for recognizing his own flaws. I think that's a, a, a benefit of uh, of a guy's character. Um but Bart, so you're gonna say mm-hmm to Pickens, passing on Pickens feeling a lot like the Delvin Cook TJ Watt draft. Yeah? Mm-hmm. No, mm-mm. Oh, mm-mm. Well, because so Watt's not- at another level. Watt's an all-timer. Okay. 
So it's gonna it's gonna feel. So you believe? Let me let me. You, you believe in Pickens being a dude, but not like a TJ Watt level dude. Well, Watson still might be a dude. Yeah, he totally might be. So mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that yet. Okay, Heffelfinger passing on Pickens gonna feel a lot like the Kevin King, TJ Watt, Dalvin Cook situation. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. I hope not. So I'm gonna say mm-mm. Okay. I know. I mean, we're three weeks in, and has he looked unbelievable? Yes, but. Like Bart said, we don't know what Christian Watson's going to be. We still don't know what Quay Walker is going to end up being, Devontae Wyatt, what he ends up being. I, I, I just I don't feel like I could say accurately right now that Pickens is going to be like the next great edge rusher like TJ Watt was or uh, an, an otherworldly running back like Dalvin Cook has been. And – I feel like kind of like Bart says, you can get another wide receiver. And they kind of did that with Romeo Dobbs. I'm fully bought in. I'll buy the Kool-Aid. I'll buy a jersey. I don't care. So I I feel like I would rather have what we have right now, which is that group of three guys that you took ahead of him uh, other than George Pickens. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't quite ready to go there. So I'm also going to say, mm-mm, like it. Like you said, Bart, like TJ Watt is on an entirely different level. I just wonder when when a guy has a highlight real catch, like what Pickens did on what was that Thursday night football, mm-hmm. it sticks with people, right? But I'm looking at so George Pickens has played in between 71% and 85% of Pittsburgh's offensive snaps. That's a ton. He's on the field all the time. His catches so far are one grab in week one, one in week two, and three in week three for a grand total of 65 yards. So flashy. Oh, they have Trubisky. I understand that. I'm not like shading Pickens for that. He's only 21 years old. He's a rookie. Like he's been incredible, but yeah, it's, it's a bit premature. I just wondered if I could get you guys to bite on that. Packers done bucks. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Oh, baby, baby, boo, baby, boo. All right. That means yes, I guess. I don't know. I want to start with the. Like, you know, a, I knew that uh, Coach Bud had surgery a month ago. I have sources. Ooh. Why didn't you report that? You get your video of him crossing the street. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think people cared. But mm. how is your knee, by the way? <laughs> All right, I want to start macro, and then we're going to get into a more niche question. Uh, he- say that for the dumb people like me. Okay, uh, we're going to start with a, a big, uh, largey topic. Yeah, and then we're going to talk about a little smallie. A small. little, Thank you. Thank you. Small, biggie and a smallie. Let's start with the biggie. Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, whenever you're in trouble. And Evan, you can be our Mayor Humdinger. Yeah, he is. He's that too. I'll take the Paw it. Patrol, the Paw Patrol. All right. Evan, All you right. can be Chickaletta. <laughs> There's an audience out there that really appreciated that. All right. It's what we're about to enter week four of the NFL season. It's October very soon. The Bucks just had media day. Yeah, during a football Sunday. You're ready for the NBA season to start? Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not ready. He's yeah, you're not there yet. My uh Golden State Warriors are in japan this weekend wow yeah and is is there a winkler with them i assume there is yeah 
So they went to China a few years ago, and now they're in uh, China. Now they're in Japan. Sleepy Draymond. World traveler Brett Winkler on the Golden State Warriors team plane. Yeah. Uh, I, no, because football is the best. Like, I, I almost want another football. I want football game Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, at, at some point, it would get oversaturated, but the, the wait between Monday and Thursday sucks. Yeah. The wait between Thursday and Sunday is brutal. But at least you have college football in there, and I love college football. <laughs> There's some really good matchups this weekend. Clemson, NC State, two 4-0 teams, prime time. Can't wait to not see it. Same. Uh, the committee, cowards, for not ranking Lance Leipold, and Kansas in the top 25. Oh, wow. Which it does look like uh, I keep bragging that I'm going to have Lance Leipold on the show at some point. I haven't talked to him, but I know he follows me and listened to the show <laughs> when he was here. But he is going to be on one of Sparky's podcasts. Oh. Yeah, at uh, 1250amthefan.com. So you, you're not ready. NBA season. Not, not quite. Your brain's not there yet. You're fully football. Well, I mean, every NBA, uh, I was just reading about this, all the media days across the league, it was like, Kyrie's still talking about the vaccine. The Suns are like, what is going on here? Yeah. The Celtics are like, what is going on here? Yeah. Uh, the Lakers, people are asking Westbrook, like, they don't want you here. You know that, right? Yeah, but I'm <laughs> here. But really, Russ, you need to understand this. They don't want you. I know that. How do you feel about that? I'm, I can't do anything about it. Russ. Can you just get it through? Yes, I did it. It's like all these media days were weird. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, the Bucks media day, nothing ever fun comes out of there. It's always like, I don't know. The only thing I saw was Giannis trying to get people to buy his shoes. Yeah, and they're going to build a Chick-fil-A near his house. Huh. The Chick-fil-A that's being built, because he lives up the way. That's what I call 43 up the way. Is that like up up in my territory? Yeah, I think he lives between us. Like okay. St. Francis-ish? No, that's no, down the no, way. No, 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 oh. Or you, down the you way. move from there. No, he lives in like Fox Point or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. River Hills. River Hills, yeah. And they're building a Chick-fil-A off of Silver Spring. Mm -hmm. I saw that. By Bayshore. Yeah. Fun. I go to that Target a lot. Me too. Delivering door dashes to the target workers. No, I retired. <laughs> Heffelfinger, you ready for the NBA season to start? Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get me wrong. I like football. I love football. Football is number one. I've been told that uh, every waking moment of time in radio, but. I, I love the NBA. I love the Bucks. I feel like we have such a unique team this year where every single player is back. Not many teams can say that where they've brought, I think it was 16 players back. That's nuts. So I like the fact that there's longevity. I like that there's a team there that, that knows each other. I feel like there's another championship run coming up, which – can't say the same thing for the Brewers. I mean, God, I hope they make the playoffs. But then again, <clears throat> they get swept by the Cardinals in the wild card round. What does it matter if they made the playoffs? 
and the the Packers, I know that we're only three weeks in, but the they Packers. don't look like a championship team right now. So f- for my money, the best chance to win a championship right now in the state of Wisconsin is the Bucks. So I'm ready to see them play again. Well, I think I think I'm ready for the Bucks, but in the early goings of the season, if there's a Thursday night football game on or the Bucks, sorry, I'm going to watch the Thursday night football game with maybe the Bucks on the small screen. I think it depends on the matchup because there are a lot of teams that I'm really interested to see this year. Like, how are the Hawks going to work with two six foot point guards who play opposite styles of each other? What Dejounte Murray? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm Look, a big, I love the NBA. I just, I love Dejounte the NBA. Murray. I think they should start on Christmas. I and I, I and, fin- and finish in August. <laughs> well, finish in July. What do I think that summer that. It the Bucks championship run happened over the summer. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it became Summerfest that year when there was no Summerfest. I, I just think that it's cool to gather in the summer to watch basketball. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, Murray is otherwise, all you got is baseball. You got to compete with baseball. I just nobody should be competing with football. NASCAR doesn't want to compete with football. They've talked about that, but they're kind of stuck doing it. The WNBA, they're going up against like, what are you doing? Yeah. MLS, that still exists. People didn't know. Yeah. When will Milwaukee get a team? Never. When will we pay the franchise fee? Never. I just want the NHL. That's what I want. Never. Well, you get you your have- dumb game coming up. Yeah, but it's like a it's a an exhibition preseason game. Are you going? Blackhawks against the Wild, a Minnesota team against a Chicago team. Mm-mm. Isn't that like in two weeks? Yeah, uh, like this yeah. this weekend. Oh yeah, because it was uh, or something like that. Packers play a three twenty five game. That game is, I think, is at six thirty. Oh, it's in my calendar. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Evan, do you I, need a credential for that? Ooh, um, man, I was so excited to go as a fan, but man, as a credentialed journalist, I'm there. I just got an email that the Brewers I can apply for a postseason credential. Ooh, I don't think well, I can though. We are uh, teasing a topic that I have us finishing with today. I'm going to say when I when I drafted this question about being ready for the for the NBA season, my answer was mm-mm, and I obsess over the NBA all off season. It's yeah, the best NBA weird. off season is great. Mm-hmm. And, but then I'm like, oh, it's like it's NBA season time. The ah, am I ready? Am I ready for that? And then just talking about it for the first time out loud about the NBA and not just listening to the low post or, or the, um, the, the one from- bucks player that did not come back. Zach Lowe is it is a throw in. Okay. Be cool about it. Um, and it, so I, you know, I consume so much NBA, you know, especially podcast media, but I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for it. And then we talked about the NBA for like four minutes here passingly. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And plus part, you're talking about like, what do you do on Tuesday? What do you do on Wednesday? You watch the Pistons against the Cavs on NBA TV or on mm-hmm. League Pass. Like, it's great. Like, just random games. Yeah, I get that. But I like giving the NBA 100% of my attention. Well, you can't do that. They can have your attention on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, and maybe Saturday if you're a normal person who doesn't watch college football. All right. I know me and Evan are in the minority of college football haters, uh, especially among sports fans. All right. Here's my second Bucks topic. The Smalley, Bart, as they say it. Some people would say the micro, like macro. No, it's smally compared to the biggie. Jordan Clarkson is available for like matching salary. 
And Jay Crowder is not a Phoenix Sun. He's a Phoenix Sun, but he's not a Phoenix Sun. He's going to be traded. You're going to pick between Clarkson and Crowder to be traded for in exchange for some sort of Grayson Allen, George Hill-ish package. So just assume that whatever version it goes, it's Hill and it's Grayson. Okay, I think that's just the working assumption. For Jordan Clarkson or Jay Crowder, you are choosing that that deal be made for Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm or mm-mm, Bart. Mm-mm, no. Uh, I, I want to say Jay Crowder because he kills the Bucks all the time, but in the last time they played him, I don't remember him killing the Bucks that bad. Jay Crowder is at the end of his career. Sure, but so is half the roster of guys. And I are... guess so is Clarkson, maybe. How old is Clarkson? No, 27-ish. 20, oh, okay. But uh, then that he came out sense. as a, like a second-round pick, like 18-year-old. Yeah, I'd much, I'd much rather take a guy who's going to get 20 off the bench and be that like scoring that we never have in the second unit over a guy who is going to go in there and get eight right rebounds a game that just bounce to him and then chuck up threes and go one for six. By the way, Clarkson's 30. Sorry. But yeah, I'd rather, so I'd, I mean, I, this is a no brainer to me. I'd take Clarkson 10 times out of five over. <laughs> Heffelfinger, Jay Crowder and Jordan Clarkson are both the, well, they're both available. But they're both theoretically available for a George Hill, Grayson Allen package. And you would say, mm-hmm, to doing it, but doing it for Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. Now, don't get me wrong. I very much appreciate Jay Crowder and his play style. And I think that is something that the Bucks could definitely use. They need kind of that enforcer, like a Greg Monroe almost type guy. The problem is they have some defense on that second unit already. And as a wing, he doesn't need to play that much because Giannis is going to play 36. Chris is going to play 36. You would assume that Bochamp is going to get some run there as a wing. You do? You assume that? Maybe not right away. Maybe but... maybe while Middleton is out? Like, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, well, I think that's when Jordan Wara is going to have to prove that he's an NBA player. Two years, six million, by the way. Jordan Wara yeah. sticking around. I'm, I'm, th- I'm happy because he is a bucket, but man, does he need to learn how to play defense? But I, I like the idea of having an extra score on that bench because you look at the Celtics series last year. What was their problem? The bench couldn't get a bucket. Giannis was the only person that could score in that series. So. They did a great thing in adding Joe Ingles because not only can he facilitate off the bench, but he can hit the open shot, which you need. But then you need someone like Jordan Clarkson, his former teammate, bring him in and score 15, 18 points off the bench. You kind of just let him loose with the second unit. You have everybody else covered defensively and tell Jordan, shoot it, Will, make some shots, keep us in this game or put it away. I, I want more offense out of that second unit any way that you can get it. And I'm a big fan of bringing Jordan Clarkson in. So it's a tough question for me. And the question that I ultimately asked myself and two of my buddies who obsess over the NBA like I do, is Jordan Clarkson ever closing a game with the Bucks? Probably not. Right? No. Could Jay Crowder be in the closing five of a meaningful game? Knowing Bud, yes. I think he would. <laughs> so, and I and I and I mentioned this too. I got I covered Jay Crowder when he was with Marquette. 
really good guy. Really enjoyed, you know, talking to him, interviewing him. He's been a real not fun guy to watch in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Really exceedingly not fun guy to watch in the NBA. But I think I have to say, well, okay, like when Grayson Allen got traded to the Bucks, everybody was like, what? I hate Grayson Allen. And then like when he was good for a while, people were like, whoa, Grayson Allen. And now we're kind of back off of Grayson Allen. But we don't, I don't think collective Bucks fan hates Grayson Allen like they did when the trade went down. Mm-mm. He's one of ours now. So, and you know, I think Bart, you talked about this a few years ago on your podcast. I mean, radio show. And it was about like, Having a guy on the team, maybe it was like a, maybe it was, maybe you were referencing PJ Tucker, but like that guy who you don't like, that opposing like just that annoying pest, you know, Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, PJ Tucker are three good names for that, and that it's it's you know like the old school NHL with an enforcer, like the guy that you're just kind of like, oh, God, not I don't want to play against this guy. I don't want to. Well, it should be Grayson Allen, but he doesn't embrace that villain role. No, now he's a good he, – he turned babyface on us, and mm-hmm. that's that's a tough thing to accept. So, for me, as a as a viewer, I want to see Jordan Clarkson on the Bucks. As someone who wants the Bucks to win, I think I want the guy who at least has a chance to be in the closing five, which I think is Jay Crowder and not Jordan Clarkson. It's, a not, it's not an easy answer. It's like a 55-45 type of split, but I'm going to say mm-hmm to Jay Crowder. All right, last question, and this is a Brewers one. So knowing oh, that it's a good podcast, thank you guys for joining me. Ah, uh, LOL. Mm-hmm. He saw that coming. I know. Mm-hmm. Now knowing that when this is being recorded versus when people are listening to it, and maybe they're not even listening to it the day it came out. Maybe they're listening to it later in the week, but as we stand right now, I believe the Brewers are one and a half games out of the lowest wild card. That could change. It could fluctuate, whatever the case may be. The Phillies, by the way, as we speak currently, have lost seven of their last 10. And that's really who, well, one of the two teams you're chasing. This is a long-winded way of asking. The Brewers are making the playoffs. Mm-hmm or mm-mm. It's so far off my radar. <laughs> I had a feeling it might be. That, I mean. But it I'm would quickly paying, come back on your radar if they were in the playoffs. Well, no, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to the Brewers. I'm paying, I'm still, I'm still. I'll still turn the games on. I'm paying attention. I'm watching them. But I'm not the, – the fact that, like, to me, they've already been eliminated from the playoffs in my head. Except that they have, what, nine-ish, ten, eight games to go and are only one and a half back. Yeah. Well, and they got St. Louis who's going to clinch here this week. Great. Um, Are they making the playoffs? No. Mm-hmm. I said I was in the Dunn Club. I'm going to – I got to stay in it. <laughs> You're locking into the tank. Heffelfinger, the Brewers. Heffelfinger, the Brewers are making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or mm-mm. I think I'm kind of having to have the realization right now for the first time, but it's mm-mm. I know it's only one and a half games, and there's I believe mm. ten left, right? Sure. There's uh the- we have eight left. I'm just looking right now. Eight left as we speak on a Tuesday. Yeah. There will be seven left on a Wednesday. And we could do this later tonight, but I ain't about that. You know, the Cardinals are going to want to play spoiler and they're also going to want to clinch. So good luck trying to beat them in a series when you've been playing pretty much scratch baseball with them the entire season. I, I just, I don't see 
a way that they can make up unless the Phillies continue to just completely destroy their own season, which they are. They are currently doing. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you a broader question. Um, a biggie. Yeah. Would if the Brewers won the World Series this year? Mm-hmm. I know where you're going with this. Like that wouldn't even be that cool. You say that now because of the type of season it's been. You will not believe that to be true. In- if the Brewers won the, everybody quit on them in August. Not me. But how I mean, do you not? If you haven't quit on the Brewers yet, my you're insane. Quit, but I didn't. Quit but they're still team. right there. They still have a legitimate. The math still holds. Yeah, they could still make the playoffs. They get in a series against the Cardinals. Yeah, well, that's the beat thing them. Is the offense is starting Probably. to get hot now. Like Hunter Renfro is getting hot at the right time. Willie Adamas is getting hot at the right time. I think the right time would have been a while ago. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying. At, at, the, at, at the very least, they're getting hot, which is all that yeah. we can ask for for a, a team where the entire OPS is like. But then again, I guess I'm thinking to interrupt you so rudely and completely not even I was listening. The Packers, <laughs> the year they won the Super Bowl, they were four and four, and that was a disaster of a year. Barely got in. Yeah. But this doesn't have like. Again, this if the Brewers came in and we if they didn't have this bites of the apple thing where we expect them to make the playoffs, sure, it'd be different. If we thought the Brewers were an 80 win team and they were, you know, where they are, we would be going crazy for them. But right now, they're not meeting expectations, so we're not as into it. So it's not like the ride is, you know, no one's enjoying the ride. Not right now, you're not. If they're playing on October 8th in the playoffs, by the way, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. They have four against the Marlins and three against the Diamondbacks, all at home. I think that's a good thing, like in terms of winning God. five of your last seven. They're making the playoffs, aren't they? But no, wait. Now, when I say they're one and a half back as of Tuesday, they do not have the Phillies tiebreaker, so they're two and a half back, actually. Is that right? Yeah, they don't have the Phillies or the Padres. And the, the Padres are suddenly, like, you know, now they're more comfortably in the playoffs or in the wild card. Yeah, that game's big. Yeah. Because well, the, take... the MLB got rid of that for some reason. So here's my my closing trivia for you. I should have done this during the Packers segment, but I thought it might be okay to, to, to bookend the, the show here. By the way, I did get someone tweet Pat O'Donnell for MVP. I was actually, I did look at your responses and we got a Pat O'Donnell vote response. Uh, actually, two of them. Wow. For real? Yeah. I see one vote for the Bart Winkler podcast. Ah, yes. Thank you. That's the guy, yeah. my guy. You weren't, weren't going to say it yourself, so I said it for you. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm gonna say it's it would be so perfect for this year's Brewers team to make the playoffs and to annoy Bart Winkler that he has to make a decision on a Thursday night to watch a random Thursday night game or a Brewers playoff game. So just for the sheer torture that that would cause you and anguish in your brain, I'm gonna just say mm-hmm because I want to manifest it. I want you to have to make that decision, and I want to hear about the thought process that goes into that decision on the Bart Winkler podcast. That's what I need. So here's your closing trivia. I want you to guess the number of touches carries plus receptions that AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones have through three games. 
Think I'm gonna give you 10 seconds, listener. 10 seconds. Like number, combined or no, each? Sure, but I want I want no, I want you to guess them individually. Dylan right, and Jones, Jones games. has Jones has how many, Bart? And Evan, get your number locked in, but don't change it once Bart says it. <laughs> Jones has they each have 40. Evan. I'm gonna say Aaron Jones has 50, Dylan has 32. So Bart's a lot closer because Evan, you said Jones has 50 and Dylan mm. 32. Dylan has more touches. AJ wow. Dylan, AJ Dylan through three games has 48. Aaron Jones 41. Toby on yesterday's show said he thinks that AJ Dylan, I have to get his correct wording, but he's been disappointed with AJ Dylan. How? Why? I'll have to go back and listen. You had a very random post-game show uh, after the Packers went over Tampa. You had Tim O'Shea in a bar. Tim O'Shea. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. Sorry, Timmy. <laughs> that was just a, yeah, the accidental slip. Yeah, well, week one, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it. We didn't go on YouTube. We didn't go live. We did the first week, and it was Toby, Horvat, and Tim all from their abodes and me. Yeah, I thought it went well. And then on week two, Toby couldn't do it. Tim was at a bar. Horvat, I didn't know where he was, and he called in and he was on the street. Yeah. If you guys would like to jump on the post game, you're more than welcome. Well, I finished – what time did that Packers game end? Like 6.30, right? I finished it at like 10.30. So I might not be – Yeah, I figured that's a bad time for you. A bad time for me to do it. Um, I can't think of anything that would be a bad time for Evan right now. Evan, what are you doing today, buddy? Um, I I get to run to the grocery store today. Okay, what's on the um, what's on the, what's on the shopping cart list? Uh, whatever's on special today. Okay. Um, then I have band <laughs> I have band practice tonight. Well, you're what? legit. You're legit in a band. Yeah. Yeah, I that's right up your alley, Paul. Are you in the new incarnation of Remember the Day? <laughs> Did they replace me for you seven, 18 years later? That would be pretty tell, funny. Tell me about your bands. Um, so you're gonna laugh at this first statement, but it's true. Um, I joined my dad's band. Okay. Um, he's the lead singer. They started as I met your dad. Yeah, you did. You did. Drunk. Um, do you remember much of Shocking. meeting my dad? I remember the exact spot on the floor where it was, but I don't remember what we said. <laughs> um but yeah, they started as like a Christian contemporary band. But once I joined, now they consider themselves positive rock. So we, we play <laughs> that, a lot. That's of the like, part to laugh at. We play um, all over the place, like some Foo Fighters, um, some Creed, oh, um, nice, uh, some like eighties, nineties. What's this life for? My dad does his best Scott Staff impression. It's very good, actually. Did you say Scott Staff? He did. What is it? Stap? Stap. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Staff. Staff member. But yeah. uh, we have a couple of gigs coming up, I guess. Now. Wait, so I, I didn't know what Creed song you play. Oh, we play that song. What is, what's this? Oh, really? Song? Okay. We play <laughs> Higher. Of um, course. Do you, what, what, what if? What if? What if I? No. Do you play a. Uh... 
Fly Marlins Fly. <laughs> what is that? He no. did the Marlins theme song like six yeah. years ago. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. But uh yeah, we have a couple of gigs coming up. We're playing the Lodge in McGuanago or Muskego this weekend, and then at Maddie's Bar in New Berlin on October 15th. They're Oktoberfest. Wow. October 15th. What, what, what do you what do you do in the band? Uh I'm the rhythm guitar. And ukulele, backup drum, bass, whatever they need. I just kind of sit in the background and mess around. Nice. Maybe we can hook up with Maddie's and do a thing. You know, mm. seeing as you don't want to do like, you didn't want to, it was now it's just positive rock as opposed to any other genre names. Hey, Bart, do you think we should get Evan the new MJF shirt? Do you remember? I don't know what it says. It says, I am a devil worshiper. Oh, yeah. Because he is MJF. Evan, big fan of MJF? Thoughts, comments on MJF? Uh, Face of the company. If you those are me. definitely three letters in the alphabet. So Let me just tell you, like, you don't need to be a re- – there are some things you don't need to be a wrestling fan for, mm-hmm. and one of them is listening to MJF talk. Yeah, he's very good. It, it's just okay. captivating. It doesn't matter what it's what he's talking about. You're just like, this is great. I don't know what this is. Even if you don't watch wrestling, it's like it's wonderful. You know, positive rock's probably a good. These churches have like more money than God. Oh yeah, we we They'll probably make... just throw them at you. They're all tax They're... exempt. People like yeah. people like grandmas like die, and you think you're gonna bank off of it, and then you find out she gave eighty percent of her money to the church. This sounds awfully personal. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm now I'm officially a struggling musician. So I It's not. It's not. It's not. Okay. I just want to say it's not. <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like that was like your your yeah. My grandma does uh on Fox News whenever there's an advertisement for like buy this buy this piece of cloth Hello. that'll help farmers recover their soil. It says mega cloth or something. 1999 recurring payment has no idea. Hmm. Very nice. Well, Evan, good luck at your gig. Thank Gigs. you. Thank you. I'll be the one wearing a, a Black Lives Matter shirt in uh, Muskego. You're not going to wear your current hoodie? No, because then I'll get too hot and then I'll have to go shirtless and I don't think they want to see that. Mm, you never know. I, that's only for content and I don't know if I'd be getting paid enough for that content. Fair enough. You're not getting paid for this. But it's, you know, I mean, I, I my shirt's still on. <laughs> Unfortunately. Give me a couple more shows, Bart, and I will take it off for you. Is this wait half? How many Bart Winkler podcast episodes have you done? This, this is, is my first. first. One. I was going to say this is the debut. Mm-hmm. If you take your shirt off right now, I'll send you five bucks. Yeah, and then I'm clipping this for the internet. Holy crap! Should I do my Chris Farley? Dad is correct. Oh, well, I think we just saw the, the part that Bart's going to clip. There you go. All right, five bucks. <laughs> are those DoorDash dollars or are those? No, this comes dollars? out of the show, Kitty. So, uh, when you guys tip, and I, someone, someone's making this happen because I got a tip on Twitter at Wings Things. You nice. got one tip? No, I got a couple tips. How many dollars do you make more or less than you made on DoorDash? 
Well, I give the money to. No, I know you do, but like, Wolves. yeah, I know that. But has more come in via the tip jar on Wings Things or on DoorDash's app? No, I don't make any on DoorDash. You made $36. I had some very generous tippers for the boys to support the boys. That's awesome. You don't want to say, I see you're being coy about it. So I'll leave it. I'll leave it alone. Well, yeah, I like, I don't know. Do the proceeds go to the boys and the proceeds? I mean, like 2% of it. There's people that have paid the people that have tipped me. I pay the guys I've paid Toby. I've paid Tim. I'm not paying you. You're a, no, you're fine. You you just need to pay Tim O'Shea's and that time was on purpose bar bar bill at McGuire's or wherever the hell. I'm trying to help those also unemployed. <laughs> and I got paid for my body. <laughs> Evan, because I'm gonna clip that, I'll actually send you ten dollars. <laughs> Cause your your nipples are gonna be on the internet. Are you okay with this? You know what? If it's only my nipples, I'm okay with that. You consent? Yes. All right. Guys, thank you, Evan. Jesus, if you'll do this, he's going to do anything. You should know I will do anything for content at this point, Bart. Let me know and I will do it. I see you have a cow tattoo. I do. My sister drew this. Wow. Nice. What does it say? You'll do anything for content? Live Moss. Live Moss. Because I was going to get a Taco Bell tattoo, but then my parents talked me out of it. So we combined the two ideas. It's a cow on a skateboard. Saying Live Moss. Yeah. Okay. 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 I got to test this. Mm-hmm. For twenty bucks, mm-hmm. show me your ween. Twenty dollars, though. Bye. All right. All right. Well, no, 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 no. All right. Episode can't go out like that. Oh my God, heaven, Heffelfinger. Thanks to him and Paul Limig. Ryan Horvat and I do weekly picks every Friday, so make sure you join us on Friday's show for that. Cone Roller. Now, this was before he found out about my retirement, but Cone Roller on Twitter. You can find him. I usually, I can find him now. I've blocked him seven times, but unblocked him eight. I, I don't think that adds up, but either way, he has the week three breakdown for our NFL picks. From the Bart Winkler remote office in Phoenix, Arizona, I am Cone Roller with this week's week three NFL picks between Ryan Horvath, the proclaimed Clay Travis of the Midwest, against the newest door dash driver in Shorewood, not Milwaukee, Shorewood. Bart took this week's win with an overall record of 11 and 6 against Horvath's 9 and 8. This isn't your traditional scoring system, however, so sorry, Clay, we will be counting everything. Bart improves to 20 and 13 on the season against Horvath's 22 and 13. Don't know how those scores added up, but that's how it is. The boys kept it close earlier this week with the Colts plus five and a half over the Chiefs. Horvath had it as his biggest bet of the week, so it sounds like the Horvath family will be handing out king-sized candy bars this Halloween. Down to the biggest game of the week in Miami, where the Fighting Tuas pulled the upset over the Bills. Despite an ass punt, the Dolphins fought off Josh Allen, who's not a top eight quarterback according to Romney, and watched him rest his head on his little potato wedge of shoulder to a tongue of Iloa. Bart then pulled away from Horvath with picking the Lions over the Vikings and Eagles over the Commies in D.C. Not even AOC could condone these Commies. Speaking of McCarthyism, we head to New York, where the Cowboys defeat the New York football giants. Bart and Horvath were both feeling the Red Scare as the ginger Cooper Rush spoiled their New York Giants bet. 
Bart's theory proves him correct with taking the Titans when the public is down on them and pulls off the win over Horvath's Raiders. Horvath then battles back and takes back-to-back wins with Panthers, despite Baker being the worst quarterback in the league and the Jags. There's something brewing down in Jacksonville, and it's not just Hurricane Ian. Bart continues a cold streak with his double cluck of the week with the Bears minus five and takes the double L. However, Horvath also takes an L with the Texans plus two and a half. That's three in one game for the people counting at home. Like and subscribe to Sunday Night Football, where Jimmy G walks through the end zone and takes a safety. Just like Horvath in college, Jimmy G has no problem going through the white line. Bart takes the W with Broncos plus one and a half. Wrapping up with the Packers game, both boys take a W and Horvath an additional W for a closer final score prediction of 20 to 17. Despite the game being uglier than the two QB's family life, the Packers pull off the road win, 14-12. Overall, Bart 11-6, Horvat 10-8, Bart 20-13 on season, Horvat 22-13. I'm Cone Roller, signing off. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. More on the Packers, obviously, as we look ahead to New England. Looks like Brian Hoyer's going to get the go for the Patriots as they do not have Mac Jones for a while. And we will talk some Bucks. Grant Bills from the Wisco Sports Show will be our co-host. That all coming up tomorrow. Thank you. Like and subscribe, etc., etc. Tell your friends. Seriously, though, please share the word. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.